Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. I was talking about that trip yesterday. Oh my gosh, I thought, I wonder if I'm going to be able to even stand up to minister today. That was a bit much. I mean, my son says, we're going on an easy trail. It's kid-friendly. I thought, that eh, can't be too much, you know? But it was up beyond Sheep Mountain. I mean, so you should think mountain, right? But he said, it's a wide trail. You could probably drive on it. Right, if you have a four-wheeler, you know? <laughs> I'm not kidding. The first hill was like this. Now, when we came back down, there was a path around it. However, he didn't choose that one, and we didn't know it was there. He chose this one. So I'm going up the hill, sliding backwards, and thinking, I'm not going to even make it up the first hill. Because <laughs> it was dirt, you know, and dirt with a lot of, uh, you know, gravel and stuff. So if you don't have good gripper shoes, I had trail shoes, but they didn't seem to do that great. Anyway, so that was interesting. Once we got to the top, it was flat, though, and uh, like he said, it was a ni nice, nice uh, hike, not very many blueberries. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, come and speak to us, Lord, as, as we look at your word today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's see if we got the title up there. No, the title's not up there. Title? <laughs> there it is. Okay. So, um, several, actually, Karen mentioned this, and it was also in our prayer today, one of the things that I'm going to be talking about. So, the Lord has been speaking to us about uh, this prophetic word that I had a few weeks ago, in which he told us that... Um, we, we needed to know who we are in this season that we're in, where we stand, and what we are to be doing, and to stand firm. Okay, so at the beginning of August, Mark ministered on our identity, and uh, knowing our identity, and then Vic followed that up with knowing where we stand, and then last week he touched a little bit on um, knowing what we're to be doing. As I was praying about this, so I was thinking about it, and I thought, Okay, yeah, what we are to be doing has to do with our calling. Yeah, that's good. He spoke on that last week. But I thought, we need, we need, to, be, we need to hear from the Lord specifically. What are we going to be doing this season? I mean, we are in a different season than I have ever been in in my entire life. With this pandemic going on, uh, riots we hear about daily. You know, the school's opening, not opening. Are they open? Are they not opening? Is there COVID? Is there not COVID? What do the kids do? What do the parents do? It's bizarre. Our uh, son, whose birthday was yesterday, we were celebrating his birthday. That's why we're up at Hatcher Pass. They have nine children in their home, and they hired a teacher to teach them. So on his birthday, after we, w we went in the day before his birthday, and, and the grandkids and I made him a cake and uh, cooked him a meal, and he was going to Home Depot to pick up this package. He was getting a jungle gym and another piece of playground equipment that he was putting together for their backyard because they have nine children, you know, and the current little house that you climb up that the boys have is not enough for nine children, you know. So it's all very interesting, the season we're in. Okay, so the Lord uh, spoke to us about this, and he said it was a, a time of skirmishes, okay. Let's see if we can put the, let's put the scripture up next. Yeah, there we go. 
Let me get my other. I got too many notebooks here. Somewhere in here is the actual notes. They're there. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, in this season, the New King James says, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 is the scripture I got to go with this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That is from the New King James Version. Now, the one I have up here is a Passion Translation. It says, so now, beloved ones, stand firm, stable, and enduring. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. For we know that we prosper and excel in every season. Okay, every season. Even this one. By serving the Lord, because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. Yeah. Fruit that endures. I like that. And I like that we excel in every season, even in this season. This weird season. We can excel in it if we're listening and hearing from the Lord. Okay, so in that uh, word the Lord spoke to us, he said that we're in this time of uh, skirmishes. Okay, so I think if, we, if we're going to be knowing what we're doing, we need to know what a skirmish is. And I know I talked about this before when I ministered, but I felt like I was supposed to bring it up again today. So Webster defines a skirmish as a minor fight in a war that is usually incidental to a larger movement. Okay, so this season when all these things we're seeing, we need to remember that it's just a skirmish. It's not the end. It might look like the end, but it's not the end. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> we have a future. Okay. And number two, it's a brisk preliminary verbal conflict. Now, let's think about that. Think about all the controversies, verses around the masks. Are we wearing the mask? Or are we not wearing the mask? Okay. Uh, the riots. Are you with Black Lives Matter or are you not with Black Lives Matter? Okay. Um, uh, the schools. Are you in school or are you out of school? With it? Not with it. Homeschooling? Hiring a teacher? What are you doing? A lot of verbal conflict is happening. Okay. So that's pretty significant. And then the third thing, it's a minor dispute, a contest between opposing parties. Okay, and uh, one of the things that uh, we know as believers is that we're in a war daily because we are believers. The enemy, the devil, does not want us to be believers. He wants to take us out. He wants to trip us up, okay? So that ongoing war between Satan and the Lord is going on every day, okay? That's another... Um, that's a minor dispute, a contest between opposing parties. We need to be clearly hearing from God on what he wants us to do in this season. And I think if we are hearing from God and doing what he tells us to do, you know, it doesn't even uh, matter if we know. It doesn't matter if you know what your gift is or you don't know what your gift is, okay? If you're listening to the Lord and hearing what he's telling you to do, it's going to manifest. Usually when people get ordained, if, if somebody gets ordained a pastor or a teacher or whatever, they have a season before them where it's recognized. People see it. Oh, look, that person's a teacher. You know, oh, look, that person can put things together. You know, they might be an engineer. Oh, look, you know, that guy kind of has people following me. He might be a pastor. Okay, so you don't, you don't really need to. It's good to ask the Lord what your, what your gifting is. But I am talking today about what are, the Lord says, what are you going to be doing in this season? Okay, that to me speaks about action. We need to know individually, each one of us, what specifically we are to be doing. Who are we to be reaching out to, okay? Uh, what are we be, to be doing in our work? Are we in a right workplace? Is the Lord moving us into a new position? He might be. There's a lot of movement happening right now. There is a lot of things going on because the Lord is positioning people 
to where he wants them to be, that the harvest can be reaped, that the most people can be affected by who you are. Because each one of you has a gift, okay? And probably many gifts. You're gifted in what you're doing. You're gifted in spiritually gifted. You're gifted in your everyday life. And uh, in um, Psalms 139, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to quote it. The Lord talks about he saw us in our mother's womb. He saw you in your mother's womb and formed you before you were even a substance. He saw you. He knew you, okay? Your plan was already made long ago in the heavens, okay? So it's a matter of us and how we hear from him and line up as to whether that's actually fulfilled, okay? One of the things that uh, occurred uh, this week that I was talking about it at Strategic Prayer, we, ha we have Strategic Prayer, we're having it every week until the election so we can be praying about uh, what's going on. But anyway, one of the things we were talking about is um, a, good, a good friend of mine, and I call him a friend because I talked to him every time I went to Juneau, and he was part of uh, one of our prayer groups down there. He, re he recently just was taken out, you know? And I believe he was taken out by the enemy because um, I know the man. It's very... I wasn't going to share this, but I felt like the Lord told me to. Because it, it's... Um, it's heartbreaking. I don't believe the Lord rejoices when one of us falls. He doesn't. That breaks his heart, okay? However, in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says that enemy walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And let me tell you, believers are called to a higher standard. And if you have any area that is not right with the Lord, you're going to be challenged there. What's the scripture say? Be ye holy as I am holy. That means that if you're married, you need to shore up your marriage, okay? Because it's a season. It's not a necessarily a season of the Lord win. He's going to win for sure, but we are in a challenging season. And uh, I know I, I shared about this back in the beginning of July, but I felt led to bring it up again. It's like the two prophets. I, I'm a prophet. I have that gift, and I read that scripture. I thought, how can that be? The one prophet was called to speak over, the, over uh, Israel back then, and, and he spoke the word. And then uh, this other prophet came, and the Lord told him not to, go, not to go home the same way he came, to go another way. And another prophet came along and said, oh, no, the Lord spoke to me, and you're to come home with me to dinner. And so he went, and a lion ate him on the way because he did not listen to the Lord. Anyway, and there was a note in my Bible talking about why that happened. It was because there was so much evil in the land at the time. And that particular king's reign, I think it was Rehoboam. Anyway, in, in his era, he was an evil king. And, and so the nation was, was living in that kind of a hierarchy, and it affected the man of God. And I'm using that as an example because where we are at right now, we are not necessarily in a friendly environment right now. Does that feel friendly? It doesn't feel friendly to me. I mean, you never, from day to day, you don't know what's going to happen next, you know? Anyway, um, we have to be holy. It says, be holy as I am holy. We have to be hearing from God in this season, okay? And we need to hear clearly from him what we're to do and what we're not to do. More importantly, what we're not to do, okay? So in... Uh, Psalms 40, verses 1 and 2. And I love the worship today because, I mean, Lonnie just clicked into what I was hearing from the Lord. It was great. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, 
It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. Okay, now I'm going to read the rest of it. First of all, what's the first thing? I waited patiently for the Lord. In the uh, Passion Bible, it says, I waited, I waited, I waited, and I waited. That's important. So often, we get before the Lord, we have all these things we're going to do today, and so we maybe say a five-minute prayer, maybe ten minutes, and they're like, woo, 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 woo. We run along like a chicken with our head cut off trying to do everything. You know, and that's not the way the Lord does stuff. God is not somebody that just runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. You know, and if that's where you're at, you probably need to examine where you're at because we're not in that season. We're in a season where we need to hear from God every day. Lord, today, what do you want me to do? Help me, Lord, help me. The, the one song she was talking, she was saying, I don't remember what it was now, but all I want to, help me to stay here until I know you. That is so true. You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing. <laughs> but anyway, all I want to do is keep me here until I know you. Keep me here until I hear from you, Lord. That needs to be our attitude. It's a serious season, people. The Lord does not want us to fall. He does not want us to be tripped up. But if we're not listening to him, we can be. We could be the nicest person on earth, be out there running around thinking, oh, I'm doing great. I'm going to see this person, that person, that person. They're all believers. I'm going to lead them to the Lord, blah, blah, blah. You know what? If it's not the Lord, it's not going to happen. You're just going to get burnt out, and psh, you know, and you're ready to be tripped up. Don't be so quick to move, okay? It's not a season of speed. It's a season of divine pause. We need to hear from God. Amen. I was reading an article by um, uh, Jim Minnery. He's the head of the Alaska Family Council. Some of you might have heard of him before. Anyway, he, he wrote a second piece about this um, man I'm talking about that I knew from Juno that just recently fell and how he was his best friend, you know, and he talked about all the wonderful things he had done, you know, and, and how he was going to be hard to replace. And yet, you know, he had to go because he crossed the line. He, you know, if you read about it, you think, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it was. It was a big deal. And he knew it. And he graciously step down. He was trying to do steps to recovery. He graciously stepped down. This is, this is a, a, well, you guys probably know, but it was in the paper. It was the attorney general. Anyway, I knew this guy. Every, when I fly into Juneau, when I go down there for chaplain duties during the session, I arrive at the airport, and I don't have a ride usually. Usually I'm waiting for a taxi, or I'm trying to catch a taxi or something. Every time when he was at the airport, if he saw me and I hadn't gotten by, he'd say, hi, Nancy, welcome back. Do you have a ride? Let me give you a ride, you know? Or, you know, at prayer, anything I can pray for you, you know? And I'd ask him I could pray for him. Anyway, he was a stand-up guy that was um, a star in Governor Dunleavy's administration. It's very sad that he fell. Very sad that he fell. And the press is just blasting him, putting out all these... 500, oh, there's 500 texts. You know what? Don't focus on what the press says. They just blow things out of proportion. Yeah, probably a lot of it's true, but focus on who, this was a brother in Christ that fell, okay? And that needs to be a lesson to us. Uh, there's a scripture in the Lord that says, take heed, you who think you stand, lest you fall. That is a, that is a uh, word from God for this season we're in, for sure. So again, married people, shore up your marriages. Man, don't be going out there and uh, 
talking to women, Christian women or whatever, and, and telling them, you know, oh, you're beautiful and blah, 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 and, you know, let's get a meal together, whatever, or not even that. If you're spending more time communicating with some other woman, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. You need help. Your marriage is in trouble, okay? You need to communicate with your spouse. Your spouse should be your best friend, the one you confide in, and the one you talk to about everything that's going on. Not some woman that appears at your workplace, who knows, shows, shows up at the store, oh, she's a nice person. Great, you know, that's great. Don't talk to her. Say hi, but don't, don't, don't cross the boundaries. The, the, the enemy will trip you up, I'm sure. Same, same thing with women. We got to be careful with the men we, we relate to, that we don't step over the boundaries because it's a season where the enemy is seeking whom he can devour. Does he devour unbelievers? No, they're already in his court. He doesn't need to worry about them, right? He's, he's after us because he does not want the kingdom of God to be fulfilled, okay? He does not want you to succeed, okay? If you're, if you're not married, if you're single, same thing. Pursue the Lord. Be, walk holy. Be without spot or blemish. It talks to the word. We're going to read that in a few minutes about being without spot or blemish. Okay, so it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. If we wait long enough for the Lord, he will speak to us. However, if we say a quick prayer and race out the door, you're going to miss it. I guarantee you're going to miss it. Okay, you will not hear the Lord if you're running around like this. You will not hear him. Sorry, but it's true. It's true. Especially right now. Because that is exactly what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to run around like this so he can trip you up. Because there's probably something you're supposed to be doing that he would like you to do, okay? And if you go like this, you'll miss it. I don't want to miss it, do you? Yeah. I've missed it before. I don't want to miss it right now in this season, that's for sure. He heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. That is the testimony we want to have. That is who we want to exemplify in this season. We want to let the light of Jesus shine through us. That people will be drawn to the Lord. That's what he wants us to do. You don't have to be a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, whoever to do that. You just have to be a son and daughter of God. That's all it requires. You don't even have to know what you're doing. Actually, the Lord moves better when we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> he does. He does. I, I remember uh, this one time when I was at the Palmer Pool, and this lady who was totally not a believer, you know, she, she's a... Uh, you know, has a very high position in society, totally not a believer, and she was bending over the sink at the pool, dripping wet. I'm in my suit, dripping wet. And I said, are you all right? She goes, no, I feel awful. I said, can I pray for you? Right? Nothing like praying in the locker room of the Palmer Pool, dripping wet in a swimming suit, right? Anyway, I laid hands on her, prayed for her, and she texted me two hours later and said, wow, I got totally healed. What did you do? Not a believer. See, this is the kind of stuff we need to be doing. And you don't even need to, need to know what you're saying or doing because the Lord will move through you, okay? It's, it's a time to be uh, harvesting the crop. The harvest is at hand. What does the Lord say? Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We've got to be steadfast in this season, not shaken, not easily shaken, and uh, pressing forward, listening to the Lord. 
Okay, let's see. And then Psalms 27, 4 to 5, it says, this was another thing that I thought of when Lonnie was leading us to worship because she um, may mention this in her way. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Okay, so what is he saying here to do? We are to be inquiring of him. Inquire of the Lord. In the time of trouble, inquire of him. And he'll hide us in his secret place. He'll hide us in his pavilion. But we got to connect. We got to connect with him. He loves us. We sang about that in worship. He loves us. And he wants us to return that love. He just wants us to talk to him, to take time. I mean, he's the one that created us. We were fashioned in our mother's womb to be who the Lord called us to be. It's a matter of us hearing from God what we are to be doing in this season and then walking in that. Because we make a difference, especially, you know, whatever career path you're on, whatever you're doing there, when you're out and about, there's many opportunities that we're hearing from the Lord. The teachers, I'm thinking of um, Michelle, our neighbors are here today, Kurt, Michelle. <laughs> anyway, Michelle's a teacher. You know, she has a wonderful opportunity ministering to the young children, you know, and just being that light there, you know. And uh, she's a very happy person. I believe she exhibits the Lord in her comings and goings. And that speaks to the kids. They need that right now. The kids, think about the kids are schools right now. They have to go to school with a mask on. I mean, that, that, I just can't imagine sitting in school for that many hours in a mask. That must be really hard for them. And uh, then, then you can't really hear what you're saying if you're wearing a mask, you know. And so it's a whole different uh, society that we're in now. And we need the light of the Lord to shine. We need to be that bright spot, be that light to others, that they can be encouraged, you know, especially the children. They're growing up in a, in a totally different time than we grew up in, and they need all the encouragement they can get. I was talking to... Uh, Darlene the other day, and she was telling me about how um, uh, she's um, raising her grandson, and they've been praying every night for Governor Dunleavy and for the president. And so um, her and um, his grandfather, Dar Darlene's uh, husband, were, were out the other day on a, I don't know, I don't remember where they were, the circumstance, but out on the road, and they ran into the governor, and so uh, they stopped and talked to him. This is who our governor is, you know? And he just talked to them, and, and uh, little Ezra was really impressed. He came home and, and told Darlene about it. Who was that guy? And she said, that was the governor. He goes, wow, that was the governor. He was so cool, you know, very down to earth. He, he didn't, you know, he didn't just talk politics to him. He went down to his level and talked to him. And this is where governor is. We have a governor who is a believer. Thank the maker. I mean, you guys need to know that. That's who he is. He's a man of God, you know. I saw two angels off his shoulders when he was giving one of his uh, reports on TV. I was just watching it. I saw him. I thought, oh, my gosh, he is totally a man of God. So the Lord is with him, okay? Anybody, anybody that's doubting that, you need to know that, okay? I don't just see angels behind people. I saw two behind his shoulders, you know? And I'm not going to... I'm not going to uh, scoff or mock at anything that the Lord's doing. If the Lord's doing it, I'm behind it. And so should we be, okay? Don't judge people by what you think they're doing or what you perceive that they're doing because you're probably wrong. 
more than likely you're wrong, okay? Ask the Lord, inquire of the Lord. Okay, this is what I think, Lord. What do you say, okay? There's that, there's that uh, scripture, I thought this was interesting too as I was preparing today. That was part of our Unite 714 prayer, the one out of Habakkuk. And I'm gonna read it in my version because this is what we need to do. Habakkuk 2.1, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. What do you say, Lord? What do you say about this guy? And then see what he says. And then decide what you're gonna say about him and who sign you're lining up on, okay? That does make a difference. And what, and the other part of that is and what I will answer when I am corrected. What does the Lord say to me? And what I will answer when I'm corrected. We need to stand our watch during this season and pay attention and not discount one another's gifts, okay? The Lord said we're to know who we are, know where we stand, and what we're doing. Somebody, you know, somebody you know might be out there. The governor's a good example just because he's the governor. Running around doing what the Lord told me. You might might look at him and go, I don't like him. I don't like what he's doing and blah, 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 blah. You know what, when you say that, you're lining up with the enemy. If it's somebody God called to do something, even if you don't like it, you need to listen to what the Lord's saying, okay, and not be oppositional. There's too much of that going on in our country right now, and it's just causing chaos and opening the door for the enemy to come in and cause destruction. And until we get it right, it's going to continue. I believe America is getting a wake-up call right now. The Lord is giving us a wake-up call, and we're, we're being held out here in the balance, in the hand of the Lord. What are they going to do? Which way are they going to go? The tipping scale, the tipping scale. And it matters what we do. So when people are stepping out, and they finally hear from God what they're supposed to do, don't jump in there and judge them. Okay, so it's not your gift. Great, let them do what they're gifted to do. It might not be supposed to be what you're supposed to do. I, my uh, grandsons had a good example the other day. Um, we were in there watching them on Friday, and they're very competitive. One's five and one's seven, okay? So they, they're just, and they're both boys, so they're very competitive. And they're at that age where the one will yell at the other one, and the other one will go, quit yelling at me, you know? <laughs> so we were making Jesse's birthday cake on Friday, and Eli was helping me make the cake, and Micah was over making a birthday card for his dad. And I told him, I said, you know, Micah, why don't you, you know, put Eli's name on there too? And he said, well, I'm the one making it. I said, that's okay. And Eli called out from the kitchen. He said, it's okay, Nona. I'm Nona. That's the Italian grandmother, in case you don't know. Anyway, that's who they call me. He says, it's okay, Nona. I know that I'm not a craft person. Micah is a craft person, and I'm not a craft person. I said, thank you, Eli. You just confirmed my message for Sunday. <laughs> but that's the way we need to be, okay? <laughs> when, we, when we see somebody doing something we don't like, and they're trying their hardest to do what God called them to do, don't, don't get on them. Just say, okay, Lord, that's not what I'm supposed to be. Let that person do it. I'm this person. But I thought that was so great that he already knows that's not who he is. That's okay, Nona. I do other things. That's not, my, that's not what I do. Mike is a crafter, which he is, but that's not what I do. I can't do that. Wow, that's great that you know that, Eli. Out of the mouths of babes and children, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, got, we need to have that attitude towards one another, um, especially as we're learning who we are, learning to walk in the, in the gifts of the Spirit, and uh, speaking to one another. We might not, you know, you might not even like what the other person's saying. Get over it, you know? Don't get into a rant about, oh, 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 oh. 
I don't like that and I'm not going to pay attention to it. No, pay attention to it. What's the Lord say? Stand my watch, see, set myself on the rampart, listen to see what he says to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. The Lord will correct you. Not always pleasant, but it's needful. So let's not be so quick to judge, but let's encourage one another in this season and try to speak life. Let's try to speak life, speak encouragement, pray for one another, and um, be, try to live a holy life. I'm going to go to 2 Peter 3 now. There's three verses I'm going to read out of here. 2 Peter 3, 11, 14, and 17. Oh, before I go there, I just want to emphasize in that last two scriptures I read, it's talking about being set upon a rock, and um, in both of them, and how the Lord sets us upon a rock. And a rock is a symbol of God emphasizing his protective shelter. And also, the rock is also the Lord Jesus Christ, but it's a protective shelter, the rock, okay? Okay, so 2 Peter 3.11 says, and this is a passion translation. I'm reading for this first. Don't you see how vital it is to live a holy life? We must be consumed with godliness. Okay, let's read that again. Don't you see how vital it is to live a holy life? What happens when you don't live a holy life? You get tripped up, okay? It doesn't matter how high of a position you're in, you get tripped up, you know? And it seems like the more responsibility you have, the greater the, greater the need is to... Uh, Press into godliness and hear from the Lord and be on your toes. Because we are called to a higher standard. We are. The Lord says, be holy as I am holy. He doesn't say be a little holy. He doesn't say you can't attain it. He says, be holy as I am holy. I don't see any wiggle room in there. No wiggle room. Okay, so don't you see how vital it is to live a holy life? We must be consumed with godliness. Okay, and then 2 Peter 3, 14, it says... Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot, and blameless. And uh, the scriptures before that, just to give you some background here in 2 Peter, he's uh, talking to the church about the day of the Lord and when the Lord's going to return and what are the signs of his coming. And he lists the signs of his coming. And then he says, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot, and blameless. Okay, and then down at verse 17, it says, You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also far from, fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. He's giving us a warning. Since you know beforehand that I'm coming back, you know what my inner person you're supposed to be. Be diligent. Beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away by the error of the wicked. Now it says in the word that in the last day there will be many that will fall away from the faith. And I believe that's happening right now. It's happening. We see it happening. And so we need to be all the more diligent. Okay, I'm going to read that last scripture. I have a note here to read that out of the Passion Bible, so there must be something in there. I'm supposed to say. You guys tracking? Yeah. Okay, Second Peter. Let's see, where is it? Three. I think this is on that last verse. Yeah, chapter, on verse 17. In the Passion Bible, it says, As you divinely loved ones, since you are forewarned of these things, be careful that you are not led astray by the error of the lawless and lose your firm group on the truth. 
Now, we've talked about this before. We are living in an era of lawlessness right now. There's lawlessness in our country. So this is the season we're in. What does he say? Be careful that you're not led astray by the error of the law lawless and lose your firm grip on the truth. The other part of that word was that we were to know who we are, where we stand, what we're to be doing, and that we stand firm. That was the end of it. We got to stand firm, unshakable, immovable, not caught up in the lawlessness, okay? Firm grip on the truth, but continue to grow and increase in God's grace and intimacy with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is calling out to us, calling out to us to be intimate, calling out to us to wait on him, to slow down, slow down, wait on me, seek me with all your heart, and I'll show you what to do. What are we to be doing in this season? We're to be seeking the Lord. We're to be on our face and hands before him, in our hearts, looking to what he wants us to do. Checking in with him. Check in with him every day when you start out your day. Here I am, Lord. Thank you that this is your day, Lord. What do you have for me to do this day? This is, this is what I have lined up. Is that okay? Should I change it? Is there something you would like me to do? Help me, Lord. Help me to hear from you. Let me not fall into error. Let me not be led astray. Help me and keep me safe. Hide me in your pavilion. Hide me in your secret place in the day of trouble. This is a day of trouble. We need to be hidden with him. Help me to let my light shine. Let me be a light to those around me today, to those of work, to whoever encounter, let my light shine, that I might send your love and your graciousness out to others. Thank you, Lord. That I might be an example of something that somebody wants to be a part of, not some riot, not some dissertation on masks or not masks, on school or no school, whatever the trouble of the day is. Help me to be that place of peace, that place of encouragement and love, that I can build others up, Lord, as you build me up, as you love me, that I can send your love to them. Help me, Lord. Lord, we need your help, Lord God. We can't do this on our own. We need your help, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's see, and then I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians. I'm going to close with 1 Corinthians 4 to 9. Make sure I'm in the right version here for this one. Nope, other one. We need to have that passion, that heart for the Lord, that we can hear what he's saying. Let's stand our watch. Let's be on that rampart. Let's not close our eyes and think that we can just hide in our homes during this time and be protected. That's not going to protect us. You think you can hide in your home and be safe? Uh-uh. Nope. You need to be calling out to the Lord and doing what he's calling you to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, 1 Corinthians 4. And this, this is um, addressing as far as knowing what we can do and, and just the gifts Specifically, the Lord is talking to the uh, Corinthian church here, and he's encouraging him. He's talking about her spiritual gifts at Corinth. So we're going to be talking about our spiritual gifts here as we read this. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Christ, Christ Jesus. You have that grace of God. You're all believers. That you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. Okay. Do you guys know you have the mind of Christ? You do. You have the mind of Christ. You might not think you have the mind of Christ. You do. Okay. Ask the Lord, he'll tell you. So that means that you can do anything that's put before you to do. The Lord might be telling you to go to a, I don't know, a different job, a different position in your work or whatever. You might be thinking, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. If God's calling you to do it, you can do it. So be open to what he's speaking in this season. Don't be afraid to step out in faith. 
Okay. That you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift. You don't come short in any gift. You have been equipped by the Lord for whatever you need. You just have to step out in faith and start doing that. Because if you never do anything, it's never going to come to pass. I didn't just suddenly start prophesying. I fumbled and bumbled and almost fell over, and I think I blurted out two words. That was me learning how to prophesy, because the Lord told me I was going to do it. I go, what? No, I don't want to do that. And then it was like a fire shut up my bones. I had to let it out, because yeah. the Lord going, yeah, it's going to be stuck in there, and you're going to explode. Okay, I don't want to explode. Okay, I'll do it. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, okay, so let's continue here. Eagerly awaiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, we're waiting for the day of the Lord's return, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. There it is again. We are to be blameless. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So I'm going to end with that. God is faithful. He's faithful to help you. He's faithful uh, to meet you right where you are. He just wants you to yield to him. He just wants you to uh, talk to him, to ask him. Here I am, Lord, on the wall. I'm waiting. Speak. Speak to me, Lord. Speak. Uh, like last week when uh, Vic was talking to us about Samuel. Did you know Samuel was only three years old when the Lord started speaking to him? He was three. Now, if he can hear when he's three, we can hear. Come on, you guys. We're older than that. Surely we can hear, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the worship team have a song. I'll have you guys come up, and we're going to sing. But uh, just be encouraged. What we are to be doing in this season is listening to the Lord, hearing what the Holy Spirit is speaking, and then running with it, going with it, and, and not uh, allowing ourselves to be compromised. Be holy as he is holy, without spot or blemish. We are mighty. We are the army of God. We have a lot to give people. You might not think you have anything. You do. Every one of you was formed in your mother's womb. That is in there. That DNA is in there. Whatever you were called to be long ago is there. It just needs to be let out. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.